flag on wrong point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So for a life, you brave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Top, Back to Black and White Podcast. I am Daniel Negro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And uh, today we're going to be finally covering the post-match for Juve Lecce. You know, I got a funny... Uh, it's been a well. It's been a tough weekend, you know. Twenty seventh uh, birthday on the twenty seventh of June. Uh, so I brought on Albert, who is obviously a prominent uh, Juve fan, who's been on a lot of the live uh, reactions with uh, Al and Roman. And um, we had a really interesting conversation. We started it off well. It was obviously supposed to be about Juve Leche. Um, unfortunately, me being an idiot, I uh, forgot to hit the record button. So, yes, that's why it's been a little while since I've been able to uh, podcast. It's been tough, you know, trying to figure that out and getting over that. But, uh, you know, we're back again. Um, again, thank you guys for all the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. Um, this little community, you know, on this platform has been unreal and I've gotten to, I've gotten to meet a lot of, uh, great people. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you very much. Um, but, uh, let's, let's get to it. Um, I have another interesting guest today. Uh, <laughs> you could say he's, he's controversial if you want. Um, he's gets in a lot of, he gets into a lot of the tiffs on Twitter, <laughs> but um but anyways before i bring him on you know the usual business um please smash a uh, subscribe drop a like click the notification bell so you get, you're up to date on youtube if that's your platform of choice on uh itunes spotify same thing drop a rating leave a comment it helps me out immensely uh, i think right now we're just over 30 subs so if we could get that up to 100 that would be unreal uh but yeah, again, just keep an eye on Twitter. Keep an eye on all the platforms that I've listed. And uh, for the most part, you'll be up to date when the new podcast comes out. But without further ado, um, this Juve fan has had a few accounts. And um, <laughs> I think uh, his most prominent would be Juve Club. And I think that's what I'm going to refer to him as today. Just to keep his, uh, you know, as his wishes we will respect that obviously he didn't want to come on camera, which is again, no problem. I respect that uh, again with anyone who necessarily comes on in the future. So don't be shy. If let's say you don't want to be in camera guys, don't worry about it. We'll get you on. We can just do the vocal and that's not a big deal. But anyways, so back to it. A UV fan who's obviously from Ottawa, Canada. He's my paisan. Obviously uh, his mom is from, uh, 
sets in Lazio, whereas my mom is from uh, Rieti, which is also in Lazio. So Paisan, and obviously his dad's from Calabria as well, which is funny because my dad's family is also from Calabria. So it's interesting. But anyways, welcome. You'll probably know him now best as at Gianni with a whole bunch of numbers behind it or <laughs> at Juve Club formerly. So welcome. Welcome, Juve Club. How's it going? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, we've been talking about this for uh, you know about a good week and a half, two weeks now, and you mentioned it when you're going to start up the podcast, like almost half a year ago now. But it's great to finally be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, man. I finally had the balls to fucking <laughs> to fucking put this all together. But uh, yeah, no, it's been a ride. Um, like I said, great guests so yeah. far. I mean, incredible stories, uh, and it just keeps getting better and better. Um, yeah, I know I'm kicking myself because I really wish you guys could have heard that stuff from Albert because it was it was pretty prime. But anyways, how we usually like to start off the podcast, kind of a tradition that Al's brought forward. Anyone who really hasn't been in the podcast scene or game uh, and that hasn't been on one, we like to ask you guys, you know, how have you become, how'd you become a Juve fan? You know, where'd you watch the games? You know, are you any part of any fan clubs, favorite players, family rivalries, all that good stuff? So, take it away, Juve Club. Definitely, yeah. So, pretty much how I started uh, becoming a Juve fan was pretty much through my father, and he's kind of been a Juve fan since he was a boy, and he kind of just passed that on to me. And ever since I was a little kid, my godfather would kind of just get me the new kit every season. And I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan until maybe like five or six years ago until I really started following it. But up until then, it always kind of been like instilled in me that, you know, if I were to ever like support a team, I would definitely be Juventus. Yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, everyone's got that family member, uh, obviously close to them that, you know, has instilled those values and added that down. So I think it's nice to hear that and, you know, even even someone who's a newer fan or has started following in the last... I mean, I, th- I think it's fair to say you're a big Marquisio fan. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably my favorite player I've seen, probably. So, uh, and obviously Dybala, you've been very vocal about yeah. your support of him. So, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's nice to see, you know, someone who's, let's say, younger, obviously still pick a fan favorite or not just mm. go after, you know... Is not here just because of Ronaldo. It's not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's nice to. It's nice yeah. to hear that, right? <laughs> no, I'm not that new to it. I, I've always liked Juve. Like, if anyone would ever ask me as a kid, it was just you know, growing up in Canada for the most part, it's right. like soccer, football, or culture, whatever you want to call it, wasn't the sport everyone talked about. Hockey, right? So it wasn't really right. till high school that I had anyone like that was actually like semi interested in it. So like. There was no reason for me really to follow it so that's kind of when i picked it up again was like probably around like grade nine so like five years ago because i started like meeting people who were like also were into football so then you know i had like united friend fan liverpool friend that was a fan so uh obviously me like you was really different but at least someone uh talked to me about football so then that's kind of how i got back into it right yeah and like you said in canada it is pretty difficult you know with hockey being the number one, well, number one sport, but um, yeah, I know it is tough. You know, depending on where you're living, uh, and you know, the 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 media that was available to a lot of us, yeah, um, it wasn't it wasn't easy uh, really until 
you know, internet streaming really became a thing. And then yeah. that kind of opened the doors and obviously yeah. then these different packages were available to us, but it's been, it's been a long journey, uh, for a lot of people, you know, being able to see it and how they had to see it and, you know, being kind of English centric for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a nice change that we're kind of really moving and said has evolving a little bit. And now all kinds of fans are able to watch, not just Juve fans, but, uh, in general, everyone, everyone can see, uh, you know, Atalanta play the way they're playing now. So I find it's, it's fine. Uh, I find it really, uh, I'm very happy to hear that, that we're going in that direction. But, yeah, no, it's a very nice story. And uh, let's get right into the news, man. Um, Arthur Melo is the probably the biggest headline right now, Pjanic deal. Um, it's, uh, to me, I don't know. I think it's, I think you've been pretty vocal about the, about your opinion on it. Um, what do you yeah. think of the player? Uh, do you think it's the right move? And... What did you think of his reluctance to come to Juve? So, yeah, I I don't really watch Barcelona outside of the Champions League, really, so I can't really give you a super complex or, like, tactical analysis of Arthur. But from what I've seen of him, he seems like a great passer, really composed player for such a young age. So I think it's definitely going to be a, a good transfer for Juve. Um, I really liked Pjanic when he first came, so it kind of saddens me to see him go, but... I think he's past his uh, prime now, and I think he's definitely on the downward. So to get a player for seven years younger than Pjanic and be a somewhat similar style, you know, I think definitely uh, something I can get behind. And uh, I truly believe he's probably a piece of the puzzle, not the final solution. So as long as he's not seen as the big midfield signing of the summer, I have no problem with it, and I think it's pretty good signing overall. See, I don't believe it, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm pessimistic about this shit. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Nothing against the player. I Again, like you, I haven't really watched him. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, when we're throwing around money like this, and um, it, to me, it's a capital it's a capital gains. Uh, Luis Valencia uh, FC, right? Yeah. yeah, don't worry. Shirts come into a store near you. <laughs> and uh, J Corp shirts come into a store near you. We're going to get those rolling because... Awesome. <laughs> It's literally, man, like, it's doing my head in, like, all of, and again, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but just the way the swing went of just, like, the confirmation of him coming, of everyone being like, oh, yeah, we really need this guy now. Oh, he's amazing. He's going to be, it's like, yo, like, if this is the only transfer that we get, Mm -hmm. because obviously it's going to give us that, that, that great. Uh, look for the books, right? For the financials, yeah. it's helping us quite a bit. But like a 42 million euro uh, plus flens, I think we got on that, so it's definitely a pretty yeah, good so it's, it's definitely gonna help. And I just find we're in this mode of uh, you know, and I was talking about with this Albert, and I kind of want to bring a couple of things we touched on because they're important, and it's like, is this almost just how it's going to be now because we we need a guy that obviously we need a midfielder. So this is the next best thing. Like, yeah. why do, why do we, why wouldn't we go after someone like Pogba? Who's really only worth 20 million more. <laughs> True. 
And, you know, like, was it that Barca wasn't giving us the money? Is that what it is? And I'm thinking, I'm guarantee you that's what it was. They weren't going to give us 70 million cash and not yeah. flip someone the other way. So that's my point where I'm like, well, then this is just a capital gain transfer. It has nothing to do with, I mean, sure, he's a creative midfielder, but the guy's 23. He hasn't really proved anything. I mean, his, his stats are okay. They're not great. Um, but... I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope a lot of players prove, like, you know, every time I yeah. go have a negative opinion about someone, I have no problem with them coming out and proving me wrong. Show me up, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, it only helps you. You know, if I'm wrong and, and you're an actual stud, then really it's a win-win scenario for me. Definitely. So, um, and if you're not, well, then I can just shit and rip you apart like I do with Kadira. So, <laughs> True. Um, so really at the end of the day it's a win-win for me i mean it, at the end w- what we're looking at is a player who hopefully is gonna ha- again we're not gonna even know till next year because these this deal's not going on it's not obviously the players are moving till september so uh we're not gonna see his impact which kind of sucks because you know we look at what we need right now and uh, Pjanic isn't cutting it now. Mm. I don't know if there was. A, I haven't heard about any details of whether they're gonna end up still continuing to play or not. Um, that's gonna be interesting because of you know what happens if there's an injury or is that sign is that in the nego- yeah. is that in the contracts or you know what's the deal, right? Yeah, from so, what I understood, I think uh, I think Pjanic looks like he was gonna continue on with us in the Champions League and obviously with the Campionato as well. And uh, Arthur, I know there was a little bit of mixed reviews. Some people said he wasn't going to continue in the Champions League to focus on Juventus, but I think their newer reports are saying he is going to play. So that was kind of my main question too. It's like, what happens if, you know, Pjanic tears his ACL or right. injury because that's a six-month, as we've seen with Demiral and Zaniolo too, like, that's a very serious injury and they're not going to play with us until the next year now if they get injured like that and vice versa with Pjanic. So right. I think it's a little confusing, but I don't really know what you can do because the I think the fiscal year still ends on June 30th, but the season doesn't end till like August, obviously, because of the whole corona. So yeah. I don't and really know what the alternative is. And that's what I want to get into. You know, this whole inflation of transfer fees and... Is bullshit about you know setting <laughs> prices and you look at what's happening now. I think we'll get into it a little bit more on the next podcast with the preview. But you know we're selling a lot of these young players, we're flipping them, we're swapping them, um, we're putting values on them that are like ridiculous in a sense. You know <laughs> that are giving us plus Valencia up the ass. Yeah, and it's like and it's like I don't like this. I don't like the style of business. I don't like this this whole industry um it's like put in a salary cap or some shit like that and only allow certain teams of of certain stature to spend x amount of dollars it's that simple um we look at this and we're like trying to cook the books and it's like the last (laughs) month they give us like you have to they give you a whole month to fix your books it's like what the hell is that all about i mean we go uh, we go into the new season. Okay, well, everything... And that's kind of how Juve's been getting away with it is, you know, 
we get this time to sell the youngsters in the summer. Sell, I know, and and it's like, hold on, if we're 150 million or 200 million in debt or in a net loss position, and now you're giving these teams, it's like, no, you should just be. You should be running the club the right way before you get into a minus 200 net loss and have to deal with it at the end of June. Like it just, to me, it sounds ridiculous, man. And I've been going, I've been going on this for a long time, ever since PSG and Man City were initially, you know, they've gotten their hands slapped a couple times, but nothing, even now, I don't see them getting penalized too heavily. I think they'll get away with it on the CAS or quarter of arbitration of sport. Um, See if but, City can get away with it too with the Champions League. I still don't think they're gonna be. Oh, I agree. Yeah, exactly. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens, but I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, these clubs have been able to get away with it so far, and you know. Yep. It, and if they time. get and if they get away with it, well, then get ready for the well. And even Barcelona's got away with it. Real Madrid's got away with it. They're untouchable. Atletico man. Madrid has been had had some problems with signing young players. Um, at this point, it's like if they don't get banned from the Champions League at all, and they just get a, like a big fine, this is going to be open season. Open season. Yep. You're going to be getting teams just fucking frying those books like. Like uh, like a nice uh, nice cannoli <laughs> shell, and just fucking, it's gonna be the wild west because pl- you're not gonna know who's they're just you're gonna sell like wood for for 150 million euros, and it's gonna be okay, and you're gonna be able to balance books, and that's kind of what I don't like seeing. I get the whole point of financial fair play for teams that need to stay. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, solvent. Yeah, and control the smaller teams, but I don't know. What's your opinion on all these inflation? Well, there's all this bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah, like pretty much you covered it pretty well, but I kind of agree with the most part there. It's uh, I don't know. I think a lot of the big clubs are untouchable, and I think there's a bias against Italian teams. If you look at Milan, for example, they went on their spending spree. Uh, what was it? Three summers ago now. Where they spend like over 200 million euros and they're still paying the price for that. But then you have these other Manchester cities and PSG and they're just pumping, pumping, pumping money into it. All the oil, all the oil sheiks who are pumping their money into it. And like they've kind of seemed like they're untouchable. So I think it's going in a bad direction in that sense because, uh, like you said, these players, these uh, people are able to like inject money through like sponsors and get away with it. And yeah. Yeah, it's getting it's getting ridiculous, and you know it's almost destroying the game because, you know, and, and I was listening to a couple Liverpool fans, and it's quite funny because they seem to seem to act like they're this team that was built, you know, off of like, you know, in the if you look at it in in sports like the NHL, like off of draft picks, you could say. Uh, like off of free agents, Liverpool was going. Those guys spent almost over half a billion as well over yeah. five, six years. I don't know what the hell they're piping up about, thinking that they're building this team from like scratch. 
And they're like, yeah, well, we did it the right way, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. You spent just like the rest of the fools that you complain about. Yeah, you spent $70 million on Allison alone. And they're oh, exactly. It's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. It's like, well, like you guys think that you're, not, well, because you spent a little bit less than Man City. Now, all of a yeah. sudden, you guys are, 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 are clean. No, yeah. man. It's getting ridiculous. And I, I think it just becomes, you know, you look at the stories, like I said, like Atalanta. You look at stories, like even you could say Lazio, who can put yep. together teams every so often. Um, you know, and obviously Roma a few years ago, Napoli, same thing. You know, you really got to give these teams a little bit of respect because it's almost near impossible because you're not bringing in the revenues. And in Italy, these clubs don't have stadium uh, infrastructure. You know, I listened to a, U- a Lazio podcast. Yep. Seemed like it was impossible them, for them to go forward with their stadium. Roma's kind of coming around. Milan's coming around. But Italy is Italy. Uh, yeah. The bureaucracy is the bureaucracy. You know, it's kind of like Canada, you know, these social countries. But yeah. there with the 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 history and the uh, they have certain laws because of obviously all the beautiful architecture. And when you dig, you got to be, you know, extra careful and Forever. you got to yeah. get permit. Yeah, exactly. So it's almost it's really tough. And then and then you put them up against these teams that can just, you know, get bought out by these company, these companies from Asia or the Middle East or yeah. This and that, and then you look at it and you're like, well, what the hell are we still playing for, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't it's... think I'm that pessimistic yet, but I, I definitely uh, feel you what you mean. Like, when all these other teams are coming up with the money, it kind of makes, like, less and less of these stories of, like, Atalanta, where they come in and they have their beautiful style, and they barely even spent, like, an eighth, if that might even be a little too little, <laughs> of what Manchester yeah. City spent, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with putting a salary cap in it. I think that might kind of be a little too Americanized for my liking, but uh, I think something needs to change, you right. Yeah, no, no, for me, I think you have to put a cap because then if, if let's say, you only have 50, the big, let's say the big teams, right? Yeah. They're capped at 50 million every year, maybe even less, right? It, wow. could, be a, it could be a tiered system. I want to see how they're going to be making. Then it's going to force teams to build. You know, you got to. There's yeah. if unless you force a way, there is no way that that's going to happen on its own. Um, sure. You know, if, unless you force that change, it's not going to happen, and it's just going to get the the money machine is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and things won't change. And we're already on the on the trains already running away on the track. So. Uh, but my point is, is with Juve, you look at Juve, mm-hmm. Juve is still behind. Like, everyone wants to talk about the 600 million uh, revenue that we got. Guys, all of us, we're below in every every sponsorship category of all the big teams. <laughs> yep. So, talking about a rich club and this and that, there's still a long way to go. I mean, and we, we, we've done a lot of stupid things. I got into, uh, I kind of had a conversation with uh, Maurizio from around Turin, uh, talking about, uh, I believe it was Cherubini, which is one of the, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not sure if he's the CFO or the CEO. He's one of the management on the board, at least. And he was talking about this U23 team. To me, that's all, you know, oh, we want to, uh, we want to build players, blah, blah. It's all cheap talk, okay? You guys are selling these guys. We we had Pereira, who was looked good actually in yeah. multiple sp- summer summer training camps. We get rid of him for Pablo Moreno from Barcelona. 
Yeah. Apparently, he's got the most goals on uh, the team. He was a scoring machine for Barcelona before he came too, and I think it's continued here. And now he's gone too. It looks like. And now we just sw- swapped him with this guy Felix Correa from uh, Man yeah. City. Mavididi yeah. <laughs> Ma- Ma- just got sold. Yeah. Muratore just got sold. What yeah. are we building? Like, what's this bullshit talk he- about? We're building an academy. We're not building shit. We're building a cash generator. We yeah. got the money machine. Is what it is. <laughs> Juve is the worst out of all the teams. If you look at all the other teams, at least they kind of have a couple players squeaking in. Like, even if you look at Manchester City, they have, like, their Foden. But you look at Juve. When's the last time someone came up from Juve's academy? Like, exactly. I, I can't Marquisio, even... Jovinko, that's yeah, it. I can't even remember, other than, like, the big ones. Like, when's the last time a player is seriously, like, where we've been excited to the academy, has made the first team, and has actually contributed in any way? I can't even remember, so... I don't know yeah, if you, you've obviously been following it a little more in-depthly longer than I have, since you're a little yes. older than me, but I don't even think you'd be able to uh, do that either. No, like I said, Marquisio and Jovinko, probably the only, and then Immobile, but he didn't start for us. It took exactly. a little bit, and now he's on a couple other teams, but still, it's like, I don't know. It's getting ridiculous. Then we get this new website, okay? <laughs> they yeah. can't even get the fucking spelling right. Did you like my shit. on that? <laughs> Um, I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, who, who, who are the clown? I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks pretty nice. But I had a feeling it was going to be put together half-assed. Like, they spent a shit ton of money on this thing. Yeah. Then I go to the store, okay? <laughs> okay. Everybody knows I've been how vocal I am about, you know, me being, you know, addicted to jerseys, by loving the merchandise, yeah, loving yeah. supporting. Okay. I'm going to go put in a big order. Yeah. I go in the store. And... I can't even log in to get the damn discount. Damn. So I'm trying every day, trying, log in, air, air, air. I'm like, what the fuck did they do with this? (laughs) Three days ago, I could have logged in, no problem. Now all of a a sudden, I I don't know what the hell they changed. I had to go right through, I had to go through the app and then put everything through their store there. And thankfully it worked. I still don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, the the webs and, and then again something that me and Albert talked about, you know the tickets. Like if they don't get these tickets on this damn website and they keep <laughs> using ticket one, I'm gonna kick fucking Agnelli in the balls because <laughs> why they're just to kick him in the balls, man. I'm gonna pay for the 500 euro ex- Legends Club experience. I'm gonna go to the, his box and I'm gonna kick the guy in the balls and say you made me go jump through <laughs> hoops the first time I had to go. Pretty much shipped myself for 30 days because <laughs> pretty much the time that I, le- I left for uh, my Europe trip and by the time the thing, it was almost about a month. So, Jeez. and literally not knowing if this, if I was getting legit tickets or not. And I, I'll go on about this all the time because it's true. It's bullshit. They use this ticket one crap that is so unuser, so uh, ridiculous to use, crashes all the time. Uh, you know, and Albert made a great point and I want to bring it up because, you know, I might not have him on for, you know, a couple podcasts because it is tougher with the European guests, uh, to schedule, right? Obviously I'm in a new job. Like I, like, uh, I've told you guys, but, uh, it's goes about Amazon. You look at Amazon. He said, (laughs) yeah, simple experience. You put your login information in, you pretty much can buy your whole kitchen bedroom. Whatever, den, yeah, 
and one click of a button. Okay, that's an experience. Yep. Now, obviously, we got a lot. Of, I'm not saying they need to go to Amazon style right away. They get a build, but you know, you're not. If you want to get to another level of revenue, if you want to get to another level of fandom, if you want to sell out the stadium, because let's be honest, guys. It doesn't matter that Ronaldo's there. They're not selling out Jay Stadium right now, okay? Mm-hmm. When it was opened before COVID. There was yeah. plenty of games where that place looks dead, okay? Unsurprisingly, <laughs> I don't blame so, And there's the shit with the Curvasu, but we won't get into that in yeah. this podcast. I want to bring uh, someone like Maurizio on and really get into a discussion about that because I think it's ridiculous. And so, anyways, then to attract the fans that are supposedly supposed to come in from out of town... Uh, the fans in Asia, the fans obviously in North America, South America, Africa, and you can't make it a seamless experience to get tickets. That should be the easiest thing. If someone has a hard time with tickets, so they got to go th- jump through hoops like I did and multiple other people. Don't act like I'm the only one. And some people still haven't gotten refunds on their tickets, you know, oh from God. the Lyon game and all that other shit. So and they weren't going to give refunds at first. Like, well, <laughs> I don't that... even want to get into that again yeah. because fucking I'll, I'll lose my, my marbles. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like. We get into these things. It's like, make it easy for your fans. The easier you make it, the more money you are going to get from them. And that's just yep. the basics to business. That's the basics to, uh, to life. You know, to <laughs> life. Anything that's easier to be done, if, if anything is easier, you will do it and you will spend more. And that's my, my concept. Um, yeah, you're so. absolutely right. <laughs> It's just, it's really, it's been a shit show. And I think other clubs, you look at other clubs in Italy and they have platforms to do that. So I just, I don't get why it's such an, uh, it's just, to me, we've, like I said, we've become, we've come into this organization that we know we're printing money and they, at the end of the day, they don't give a shit because Agnelli, you know, really, he was born into a family that was loaded, uh, multi-billionaires. And uh, we're thinking that that's why my opinion has really changed just on the way it's gone lately um, Mm -hmm. about him. Because you look at a guy that you're like, oh, this was amazing. And, you know, he saved us. And this is like, dude, the guy was a billionaire. Yeah. And stepped in. He took advantage. That's like me buying Apple stock at like when it dropped because of coronavirus. (laughs) <laughs> you're not, you're not a genius for doing that. Yeah. You know it's gonna. You know Apple, Microsoft, the Fang stocks—they're all gonna go back up. You know because they're still making money. It's obviously we've come into a period of a shit period, just like Juve. Juve's brand was still there. Okay, Definitely. they needed a cash injection. They needed to build a stadium. Right. I am. I'm thankful for what he did, and he's done a great job for the majority of the last ten years. But now he's taking a lot of shit for granted. And now I think people need to hold him accountable. And I think, you know, uh, I I think really we're going to see it. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, we're going to get this. We're going to get that. Guys, relax. Hold your horses about who we're getting, who we're not. Because quite frankly, I think what you see is what you're going to get by the end of this, by the end of next, uh, by the end of this year. I don't see us doing much more. The 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 transfer for Artur with the swap with Pjanic was more out of convenience than anything else. Yeah, that's my bottom line on that. Um, but let's kind of get into the season, and I know I've had. I want to kind of get your opinion. Like, how do you see us? You know, how do you see us playing? 
Uh, what are your thoughts on all that? Because I like to hear everybody's different. You know, we got a lot of different opinions out there of you know how we're playing, how we look. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts before we get into the match that obviously happened? Uh, yeah. So uh, so far, I think uh, if you want to call it sorry ball or Sarismo in Italy, uh, it's been pretty much an utter failure in my opinion. I died. The other, it's either the players aren't understanding what sorry is saying. Sorry is not properly explaining i don't know what it is but i think what i see is 11 players individually on the field and not one team and i really have only seen them play as a team a couple times this year the the last game uh, against inter i liked very much i think we uh, started getting the ball rolling so to speak there but other than that i've seen it like 11 individual players and every match we end up winning is because of like individual brilliance has bailed us out and i think dibala is a huge huge factor of that who has individually bailed us out of multiple games this year either with his creativity his passing or just sometimes his goals as well but yeah i think overall we've been very poor i think most of the squad has been very poor maybe there's five players i think have had a good season obviously dibala like i said bentancur has had a great season demoral before his injury delict has been unbelievable and yeah wadge is pretty solid too but other than that i'm pretty hard pressed to name who has been really good like i'm not sure what you think about that but can you really name five players who've been great this season for us yeah no not really just uh it's been a shambles for the most part i mean coming into this it was a shambles because you didn't know what we were gonna get and you know obviously now we move seven clear at the top well i think well as of the past couple games it's gone back down to four but um (laughs) Which is crazy what happened in some of those games. Well, we, I won't get into I won't get into yeah. that now. But um, yeah, so um, obviously we're we're still up to the top. You know, two wins in a row. Um, Can't complain. Let's kind of get into the formations that we started this uh, Juve uh, Lecce game. So they were in the five three two, right? Which I was kind of shocked. I'm like, they're playing five. You know, they're gonna play three at the back, and then obviously you have your wing backs. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they had Gabriele Net, Donati, Lucioni, Paz, Vera, and Rispoli. Obviously, yeah. it's five at the back. Then they had Taxidis, Pet- Petriccioni, Shakov as the three uh, mid. And then, obviously, Falco and Manco- Mancosu, who was their captain up top. Um, I had been here. I mean, a lot, a lot of the, what the, 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 the talk was before the game was... Uh, that they were kind of looking ahead because they play a lot of these the the bottom uh, tier clubs that are all in like the relegation zone. So apparently, from what they were saying, they 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 swapped a lot of the players out uh, that they that are in their starting lineup. You know, I don't watch Lecce, right? So I can't tell you if that was true yeah. or not. But uh, that's just what the word on the uh, the telecast was. Uh, the the commentators were saying so. I'm not sure if they had... I mean, it didn't look like it, so uh, at least at the start of the game. Obviously, Juve had the same lineup, barring Matuidi at the left-back position, <laughs> uh, which was, honestly, uh, that guy, like, he was okay a little bit in the offensive uh, yeah. side of the ball, but, man, he missed about fucking three, four <laughs> markers. Honestly. I swear, and I'm like... And Al was trying, so we're me and Al, we're gonna do a little little video later on. Hopefully, uh, go back and forth on a couple things, but stay tuned for that. But um, for sure. yeah, let's let's get right into it. Um, you know, 
first Bernard, Bernard S get a chance, right? It was the first yeah. chance of the game. Um, it pretty much showed that we can beat them out wide. I know they're playing kind of, uh, they're pushing, right? So they're playing kind of like Bologna, you know, open, trying to push the ball. Obviously, their yeah, passing I, I, was on point. Um, and we did not look great at the beginning of this game. Um, so let's go ahead into the first, like, 30 minutes, we'll say. Sure. Um, fourth minute, uh, what happened? Oh, yes, let you scary chance. Um, pretty much Delic misses or doesn't hit the ball. It doesn't head the ball away. Um, Matsuri leaves his marker, like I said. Yep. <laughs> and it was pretty much like, you know, <laughs> a, a first scoring chance of the game, looking at making us look real bad. Thankfully, that didn't, they didn't score. Seventh minute, my note was Lecce is all over us. And it was just a fact. I mean, they're passing well on point. Yeah. And, um, you know, nothing. Uh... They started off really well, just like you said. It looked like Juve slowing slow start as per always, and it doesn't really matter I... the level of competition. And they always kind of start slow. Yeah, and then um, you know we were kind of too casual. You had a yeah. CRC. You had CR seven with the ball. Dybala was wide open yep. and just doesn't look to go there and, and fires it wide. I believe. Yeah, doesn't. Um, doesn't want to look. I'm not sure whichever opinion you want to have. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, fucking, there's been, there was a whole bunch of pen shouts in this game too. And I just find it was like, get the fuck up. Like, <laughs> literally, it's getting like softball, man. Like, we're playing soft in these games. Yeah. And it's just like, I believe there was a Matuidi handball that was, you know, a shout. Was yeah. nothing there off the replay. Delict was kind of like touched in the box and he went down. Obviously, those were in the 36th, uh, yeah. which happened a little bit later. But, you know, again, a little, little, we were playing a little soft. So I think he got pulled a little bit on that one, a little bit, got nudged a little bit. But uh, I yeah, don't but think it's just like, to me, like to me, what, what a foul in the ball, what a penalty is, has got to be like yeah. almost death. Like you got to be yeah. breaking the guy's legs in the box. Like, I come from hockey, so maybe that's kind of my perspective, <laughs> where I'm more of a, a physical, like, in hockey, I was more of a physical player, so mm-hmm. I kind of get that back and forth, you know, I get the, the physical part of the game, where to me, you don't want, like, any chintzy calls, you don't want any of these these soft calls, because I wouldn't want it going against me, and I definitely, you know, if I don't want it, if you don't want it going against you, I don't want it going against me. And that's my opinion uh, has always been like that with, with Calcio mm-hmm. is, you know, there's, it gets a little too soft. And then that's why the lines are so blurry is because you're giving these stupid, you know, taps or tugs on the shoulder and then people don't know what to do, how to call it. So to me, it's gotta be the penalties gotta be very, you know, yeah, very strange. You gotta be holding your whistle before you start calling all these penalties. But um, obviously, Bernardeschi couldn't say, stay on side to save his life in this oh game. Oh my god! I, it was like he kept doing the same side, the same, just same thing over and over again. He kept getting with the offside chop. It was <laughs> really irritating to watch. It's like if he just looked up, you know. But I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. And then 28th minute, you get Ronaldo who thinks you know he wants to get on his bike again. And uh, oh my god, if he would have just chested like a normal person, I know. Like I was just like get chest the ball down, hit yeah. the ball, score, and we're we're up one nothing. 
Like you're playing Lecce. Like I'm not sure why you're trying to score a bicycle kick like it's the 90th minute in the Champions League and uh, you got to have no other option. I don't know, man. But anyway, so we get into the 29th. Obviously, Pjanic with a nice with a nice run, which I thought was kind of shocking. Yeah, nice um, to see. A little strange. <laughs> but uh, Ronaldo just shoots wide again. Yep. And I don't know. There's a lot of people thinking that Ronaldo like was the man of the match in this game, and I don't Absolutely know what they're not. watching. I but um, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're paid to miss chances, then yeah, sure, he should have been the man of the match. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so let's get into the second half, a second part of the first half. Obviously, the big red card, last man, um, stupid play by the defender, and then just takes out uh, Bentoncourt to get that red card. Um. But still, even then, they were a little. They were pressing, right? It wasn't uh, right away where we got on, uh, where we kind of pushed them back and, and kind of took control. Yeah. They still had a little bit of fire, and um, you know, thirty fourth minute, off. they had a big chance. So yeah. Um, then obviously, fortieth minute, Ronaldo uh, with the free header again, um, yeah. the Bala corner. Um, Puts it in the box. The, the Lecce defender basically just lets him go and literally just skies the damn thing. That was a problem um, for Lecce. They kept, we kept having free runners in. We could have had like six or seven headers. Well, again, like I said, their wingers, like they were pushing really hard, so they had exerted yeah. a lot of energy. Uh, and really, they didn't really capitalize on any of their chances. So they were really burnt, right? And then, like I said earlier, they, they didn't have the real, the real defense that could stop us out wide or playing the ball. So once the, they went a man down, it was pretty much like... Game over. <laughs> game over, and we had to just capitalize on our chances. Um, again, 42nd minute burner, Desky can't finish. Oh um, just, you know, stupid shit again. Like, it's literally... Almost feel bad for the guy at this point. <laughs> you shake your head, man, and you're yeah. just like, this guy, this guy just needs to go. I think it it comes down to, you know, he had a great game last game. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, he was definitely up for the man of the match. But, you know, I just, I don't think it's the right fit. I, I think he needs to kind of refocus. Uh, like a lot of people say, maybe go back to Fiorentina or a smaller club, like maybe a mid-table club kind of. And get his legs about him. I think it was just a little bit too much this adventure, and I hope that we can, you know, make that wish come true. But um, who yeah. knows with our management? I was but, really um, on Bernadeschi hype train too when he first came. I even bought his kit the the first summer we got him, and I was really excited. I was totally sold on him being like the future number ten. Like Dybala was obviously looked like he was going to leave for a big yeah. club back then. He <laughs> seems a little more like. Uh, he wants to be a legend now. You know, back uh, two, three years ago, maybe he uh, was thinking of leaving for a other team. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I know Bernadeschi for me has been a huge disappointment. I, mean, I was so excited when we signed him. I, but, yeah, I've been really let down by that. Yeah. So then we get into halftime. Um, and really nothing, nil-nil, obviously. Chances by both teams. But, obviously, we have the man advantage. So, Uh, Again, we just kept pushing now. Uh, Really just had the ball for the most majority of the second half. Um, And, you know, Bonucci, obviously, again, left alone in the box. Header wide. Um, Then in the 52nd minute, uh, Rabiot is uh, obviously subbed for Douglas Costa. 
and then you can start seeing now yeah. i think that was a like burst of energy yep yep so uh again uh 53rd minute where uh is where it's funny because we get we subbed uh, douglas costa in, in the 52nd yeah. 53rd minute ronaldo lays it off to dibala and just bangs it into the top corner and i mean this guy man like from what he's come from to you know all the criticism mentality questions which i think were bullshit and you know just producing at the biggest times yeah oh yeah incredible and you know everyone thought that uh, everyone thought that uh assist from ronaldo was something special they're like yeah well he got like two assists in the game (laughs) and it's like yeah i could have laid that ball off to dibala and pretty much would have been ended up in the same result (laughs) so relax um, but then again, uh, a little bit after that, there was again, Ronaldo and Dybala both go down in the box and I was kind of like, guys, just get up and like, take, if you're going to get hit, make sure he's just going to, he's, he's taking you down hard because to me, soft yeah. shit like that, I wouldn't I wouldn't even blow the, I would, I'd tell him <laughs> to get up right away. If I was the ref of these games, man, there would be very little penalties. I guess so. You seem like you'd be pretty uh, strict on that. Oh yeah, I I just I think it's the 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 margin of you know, let's say you're zero zero right, and a guy gets a little bit of a tug right. Again, we'll get into the penalty thing again. A guy tugs on the shoulder, drops like he got shot by a sniper. <laughs> you lose the game. Like yeah. it, that's the margin that you're you're placing on a referee. I don't think a referee should ever be placed on something like that. That's why all fouls in the box need to be malicious because, and then you look at the panel, the handball shit now that they're going. Oh my and God. another stupid thing. It's like you're putting the that decision when it can just be black and white. If it's ball to hand, uh, it's uh, if it's ball to hand, no. If it's hand to ball, yes. Like pretty yeah. simple. Like we're talking about like is he widening and is it this? And it's like we're making the rule too like complicated. Yeah, more complicated. More complicated it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. So obviously, then in the 61st minute, uh, Ronaldo gets taken down in the box, um, and finally he steps up and scores a goal. Congratulations, one goal in four games. More stat padding. Um, and then again, multiple chances, guys. We were just killing it from there. It was really, it was game after that. Uh, Ramsey comes on for Bentoncourt in the 68th um I, I found he did a really good job coming in and using his time wisely uh he put in a lot of work and i thought he did a really good job uh for as much as i criticize ramsey just because of well more of because of his uh i would say his uh his like, capability you know, <laughs> of staying in a in a staying healthy is is my yeah. criticism um not more not really about his technical ability um Again, yeah, just multiple things. The Lick had a pretty nice shot that went a little wide. Ronaldo misses another clean header. Um, no, Ramsey missed, uh, missed a Ramsey shot. Ramsey had a nice, yeah, but Douglas Costa gave him a nice ball oh, and he was, turned. And, he, and that was also a very nice chance. So I like seeing that because it shows that we're linked. The link up is good. And that's kind of what was, what was missing, yeah. at least in the Coppa Italia games. So I like seeing that. Um, then obviously Higuain comes on for Dybala, which was was nice to see. I would have preferred a Ronaldo because I don't know why this guy's still on the field all half these times. I swear to God, they I, have against Lecce. Doesn't allow him to come off unless he explicitly 
asked to be subbed off because I don't know if you remember yeah. meltdown when he got oh, subbed yeah. off this year and he just left and went home before the game even ended. Mr. D- Mr. Danny Golfer will start crying if he hears yeah. about that story. Golf nonsense. Uh, my buddy Aris calls him. <laughs> like honestly, man. Like it's uh, it's getting ridiculous. Like it's Leche, guys. Yeah. Leche. Not Milan. Not fucking Lazio. Not any. Not even a, a, a decent mid-table team. Yeah. We're talking, and we're up three. Yeah, like you said, we're we're up two nil at that point. And really, what's the point of keeping him on so he can yeah. get injured? Um, and it's it's getting ridiculous. Superhuman Ronaldo aspect to it, but I mean, the guy has very clearly lost a step or five, whatever you want to see it as. And I don't know why he plays this long. It's just a refusal to come off for him. And I think. Uh, that's well, kind of- everybody says Super Ronaldo, but then when he misses the World Cup in 2014 because he has tendonitis in his knee, <laughs> I didn't hear Super Ronaldo. That's why everybody doesn't like to talk about the facts. Yeah. He's, had, he's had knee problems. Like, if anybody looks into his history, he's had knee problems. Yeah. And, I sa- and I said that before we signed his ass, too. <laughs> so, um, just so uh, just so everyone gets that straight, like, it's not... Uh, it's not out of the league to question his ability, especially yeah. now when you see him not running. He can't run past. He can't beat anyone. Dribble past. Dribble. He couldn't dribble past a pylon anymore. So it's getting with that story. You know, I hope. I, I hope like a lot, a lot of people were saying, he's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna be primed in August. All I can do is yeah. cross my fingers and hope about that one. Uh, but anyways, uh, Dybala, so yeah, obviously Dybala goes off for Higuain. Obviously, oh. nice to see Higuain come on. Not nice to see Dybala go off, though, but yeah. Oh, but, you know, that that's what it is. It's, that's that's going to be the main, that's going to be the story of the year anyways. Uh, then, obviously, Bernardeschi comes off for Muratore. Give him a little bit of a play out, obviously, as he uh, was signed by Atalanta for $78 million. Um And, yeah, like, crazy the Iguain gets comes in there and just bangs one you know first hit was amazing and then obviously uh in the 83rd minute we get the uh back heel from Ronaldo that was going into the 17th row yeah. obviously assist by the Lecce defender's right knee and yeah. goes right to Iguain and he just bangs her home and it was honestly uh Great to see him score. Obviously, he's been through a lot. Um, I know a lot of people like to take the piss with the guy, but, uh, you know, I think he knows his time is probably coming to an end. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we just see we can get good use out of him because I think we can. Um, yeah, I don't know so much if, um, like, I don't know. I've been kind of critical on Higuain this season, but I think it's mostly to the fact that at the beginning he was kind of starting in place of Dybala, which I don't think right. is fair for him to do and I think like I think it would be pretty reasonable for him not to be starting ahead of Dybala but I think as a super sub it's great it's probably best for what we can ask of him right now but I think it's really unreasonable to pay what his salary like 9 million euros to do that yeah. <laughs> we well, and, and that's yeah. the thing and that's what I told we discussed this in the podcast with Graham and Roman and I said well you know we need this we need this uh this number nine and Sure, when 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 Iguain goes on, he looks good with either DiBala or Ronaldo. But it's not like you're going to be playing. And obviously, we did play all three of them at one point. But yeah, the I think 
I think uh, I think he'll be useful. But then again, then then players, who are you going to take off? Who are you going to keep on the, on yeah. the field? That's the big question. And when you have too many wingers, like I've always said, you're going to run into a problem like that. Like you have Cuadrado, obviously, lucky enough, he's had to play right back. Well, lucky, whatever, if you want to call that lucky. but Lucky for not us. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, he's played well, but still, it's like it's – it's not something that you want. Like, you don't want... If you have a guy as a right wing, uh-huh. <laughs> as much as we've watched Allegri and put, uh, you know, use a hammer as a toothbrush, <laughs> we um, we can't... Uh, that's not what... you know, That's not the intended use. So, mm-hmm. anyways, and then obviously towards the end again, poor defending. I don't know how the hell the ball got all the way to the lick to hit, hit it, head it home. It's the same um, Another free uh, free run for a header, and no one marked him, and that's a problem all game for Lecce. Yeah, exactly. They were they were really kind of stretched, and I think by that point it was like they were done with. <laughs> let's move on to playing a team that'll actually affect our uh, uh, our 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 ability to stay up in the champ in the Serie A or not, and you know they passed on those points. Uh, after the uh, the two nothing, and it was pretty much just seeing out the game, in my opinion, for them. Um, let's get into you know who who who's the worst. Who do you think the worst player was in the game? On our side, obviously. Ooh, the worst player. Who had the worst um, performance that started or like does well, that anyone, start? Anyone, anyone. I think probably I'm gonna go with Rabiot. I've been very critical of him all year, and I think he's kind of just a nothing player. I haven't seen a single positive, really, contribution from him. I don't know what you think of the player, but I didn't see anything at all. A couple nice passes, but really, other than that, he has a hard time, you know, doing pretty much of anything. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. I didn't think he did uh, much of... I mean, he was there... Made a couple, you know, passes here and there. Had it actually took a shot from like outside yeah. the box, which I was Forgot shocked. That. So pretty connected on that, pretty nicely. Actually, I left out that but part. I think, in general, I don't think he really he's really you know up to standard so far. Nope. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. But what you said about the shot he had there, he connected really well on it, and he uh, shot on target. It was really nice. But uh, yeah, other than that, really a nothing game, and deserved to be subbed off. Yeah, and then you know, best players. Um, I think yeah. obviously DiBala, Delict, one, two. Agreed. Uh, I'll say Ronaldo because of all the chances he had, but I definitely won't give him man of the match. No. Like some of these damn stat websites, I don't know what the hell. I guess they just take numbers and yeah, crunch it, and then that somehow gives him, you know, again, if you score, if you score, boosts it. <laughs> half half of these websites bring him from one like some games that I was looking at. You know, he was one of the worst players, and then he gets a goal in the 89th minute or whatever, <laughs> and he wins man of the match. So, just an FYI for you Ronaldo fans out there. Yeah. Go go take a look at his rating throughout the ninety minutes, and and you'll see, you'll see why he can somehow spring out to the man of the match. Um. Anyways, let's get into uh, now. Obviously, player ratings. So, and obviously the coach as well. So, Tech, what would you give Tech? Let's do it live here. Sure. So, uh, Tech, yeah, I think he made some pretty good saves, mostly straightforward. So, uh, probably a seven. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, hundred percent. Nothing too spectacular, but definitely never made any errors or 
even remotely anything into caution. So, yeah, very solid. Yeah, uh, let's go with the back line. So, Quadrado, Bonucci, Delict. And, um, wait, I forgot <laughs> to change that. Whoops. <laughs> uh, and Matuidi. Yeah. So, I guess uh, we'll start from uh, right to left. I'll start with Quadrado. And, uh, I don't know, he made a couple of good defensive moves, put a couple decent balls in. Solid performance. Like, I don't know, maybe like a six out of ten. Okay, I'd give him a six and a half, but yeah, go ahead. Not super incredible for me. It was pretty average overall. I don't, I don't know. I still I, think he kind of has trouble putting in decent balls. I'm not sure what you think in that regard, but yeah. Well, I think he's got to come a far ways because he's got to go all the way back too, right? Like he's got to run the whole length. So that's another reason why I don't like. I like seeing him as a sub. Like a lot of people talk about Douglas Costa. If he's not starting in the right wing. I like to see him come on as a sub because he can give you that pace out wide. Yeah, for sure. So that's my opinion. I think we just we need to cut the bullshit and get an actual right back. Absolutely. I think that's probably our biggest need over a second midfielder is probably a right back. Because we yeah. just need someone to provide crosses. If you just look at Ronaldo the way he plays now, I know he's still technically a left winger, but really he just kind of sits at the top. If you looked at his heat map, he just sits up at the top and waits yeah. for a ball to come to him and then he'll try and you know do his dribble pass players and pretty much we need someone just to give him crosses and yeah i don't think Quadrato can do that on a consistent basis right right so uh bonucci next yeah. moving six, on yeah bonucci i think six and a half for him standard job yeah I'd, I'd probably go with a seven i think he was pretty solid he had a couple uh good chances on goal too where he have two headers in right yeah yeah, I think so. Yeah, he had a couple chances, yeah. Okay, now Delict, I guess. I'd probably give Delict like an 8. A very solid once again. I think uh, beginning of the season, I was very critical of him. I said uh, it was kind of looking like a bust, and I think that was pretty reactionary of me. I can admit that now because he's really come into his own, especially learning a new league, new language, new way of football. He's become like our best defender by far so another really solid performance he had his goal he had a couple other chances too where he got nicked in the box and uh yeah he could have had maybe two goals really great performance wait did, did you say you thought delict was a bust well kind of at the start of the season when he had his like role. and i invited you on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i know just I kidding just kidding but anyways no no yeah no i think uh well because of what his handballs well what? yeah he just kept getting the handballs and it was like it's like he had 10 hands like i don't know it's like he had a magnet for his hands yeah, and... but, but i told you that rule that rule is bullshit anyway so it's like uh, to yeah. me any of those fucking handballs didn't mean gar was nothing to me it was like whatever bounces off here his hand is like a little bit is an inch further out like whatever yeah this crap he definitely just tidied it up even after the break too. He just he just looks more confident. Like before, he almost looked like he was nervous. And I understand yeah. that he's twenty years old, or what is he going to turn twenty one? Like he's like barely a year older than me. I understand why. Like I, I couldn't imagine me right now playing, you know, for Juve in the Champions League and in the, you know, one of the best leagues in the world. Right. So yeah, I understand why, but. Because well, he's he's eating like Hulk now, so we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, I saw that video of him eating from a Quadrado. Yeah. But uh, anyways, Matuidi, what do you think? Uh, Probably like a 5 out of 10. I think that's kind of generous too. Really 
he just looks like he's got two left feet. Like him going forward with the ball, I don't know. You said you kind of liked it, but it just kind of looked like he's falling over when he's going forward with the ball. And obviously, I, horrible. I think, he, I think he had a shot too that went in, that went from uh, outside the box, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think it was in the second half. He had a pretty good uh, hit on goal there. See, I didn't mind what he did on the left on the left side, um, but he had multiple lapses on the defensive side. Yep. And if that's against Napoli, Lazio, Milan, getting Merda, fun. you're <laughs> getting two, three goals against you, and <laughs> you don't get that with Sandro. That's what I like about Sandro. I'm okay that he's maybe not as as offensive as we need him to be. Mm-hmm. But at least you know, you know, I was looking at uh, a kind of a comparison because a lot of people are talking about uh, Spinazzola and obviously Pellegrini as well. Yeah. Alexandro beats those guys in majority of categories. Definitely. Like at least 80% of those categories. Especially the defensive ones. I think a lot of the people... And really, it's only a couple assists different. Like, maybe he's got three assists and one has five or whatever. But it's like, he's really, uh, he's shining. And, you know, to get rid of it, that's why I kind of, I was pissed off when he got hurt because it's it's really going to screw with our our lineup because then you got to put, like I said, you got to put guys like Matuidi. And when Danilo Danilo makes a stupid-ass decision in in the last game. So, anyways. Yeah. I think a, I think a six for Matuidi. Like I said, I didn't mind what he was doing on the offensive side. Just not good enough on the defensive side. But, you know, uh, like you said, two left foots and, you know, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not his natural position. So You can't really blame him. Like, he did look out of position, no. but he was out of position. So Yeah, exactly. And I don't blame the guy for that. I mean, he's as long as he's given his best, that's fine for me. So, um, okay, let's go to the midfield. Oh. We don't have a backup left back, so... Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we're never going to use the young young guys. We'll never use the U23s, like apparently we've set up a U23 team to do. Uh, that's, like, impossible to get that yeah, to happen. It's surprising when we even have a couple of them on the bench, like, this week. I'm like, wow, what's going on? Yeah, ridiculous. Um, Bentancourt, Pjanic, and Rabiot. What do you think? So, obviously, I think the best one was probably Bentancur. I think you can probably agree with that, too. <laughs> yeah. And I'd probably give him uh, seven. I think it was a pretty good performance overall. Yeah. I think he won a free kick, right? He won the free kick that sent Lecce down, right, when they got the red card. That was against him, I believe. It was pretty good yeah, yeah, exactly. play of him. Obviously, he probably would have got a goal on that. It was going to be a breakaway had he kept going with that. But overall, it was a pretty solid performance. Made some great passes, you know. Yeah, overall, right. performance. Yeah, I, I, I'll give him a six and a half. Um, again, pretty much, uh, like I said, some key moment, like a goal or something like that, really would have elevated. Um, you know, I think he's probably our best midfielder out there right now. Um, obviously, out of the starters. Um and, yeah, no, I think uh, just solid game. Nothing really special, but, mm-hmm. you know, solid performance. Uh, Pjanic, for me, five and a half, just really not good enough. Um, I think that's fair. I'd probably go with a five and a half, too. He seemed a little better than last week, I think. Like, right. he had a couple nicer passes and linked up a little good with Bentancur at times. But overall, another 
nothing performance, which really saddens me because Pjanic was one of my favorite players and carried the back of our midfield for the past four years. So yeah, exactly. Um, then you look at Rabiot, uh, five, I think yeah. for five, for what really was again a below average performance. Mm-hmm. Again, there was a couple thin nice things he did, but really. He had that not nice not enough to deserve, yeah. Not nothing to deserve a six or higher, in my opinion. Nope, yeah, agreed. Um, let's go, obviously, Bernardeschi, Dybala, and Ronaldo. Yep. I think Bernardeschi, for me, I would give him... I'll give him a six. I think, um, you know... Again, he does some good things, but then he does a lot of... Bo- like, I, I always say, it seems like I'm always saying this. He does some good things, and he does a lot of boneheaded things yeah like not stay on side and not do things like that's easy that's an easy thing that a professional culture or footballer should be doing yeah and you know maybe he'd get off the the pine more often and <laughs> off the uh, get on the board at least you know with a couple of chances that he had yeah. um and he just didn't convert on those so i think uh yeah six for me yeah, i'd probably go with a little less than that a five and a half really his offsides are super unprofessional and just like it's like what was it three times it's the same yeah. thing it's like buddy wake up what are you doing just look up so yeah he had a stupid offsides multiple times he like rocketed that he had a good shot but it went sky high and drilled like row z i swear so yeah <laughs> yeah not really not that great at a performance but yeah what can you do <laughs> yeah and dibala i think for me is gonna be eight man of the match uh, I'll give high. I usually give higher if it's like a wonder performance, like a Dybala mm-hmm. Barcelona. But for me, I think pretty standard performance. Great goal, great moves off the ball. Um, yep. Really catalyst for the team. Um, obviously, barring like Douglas Costa coming off the bench and stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. I, I got to say for most of the game was probably the best player. Yeah, I'd say probably an eight and a half. I'm a little higher, obviously. You know my love for Dybala and today, or on uh, Monday. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, on Friday when we uh, played. Uh, yeah, once again, he's kind of the heart of the team, in my opinion. Everything creative and going forward goes through Dybala. And he drops back as well. He helps in the back. He comes forward. He links up the play. Like He really does everything. I think he does more <laughs> than some of the midfielders when it comes to linking the play up. Obviously, right. he had a goal, which was incredible. Just that left foot is just oh, just what makes me love Dybala. When he connects with that left foot, it's like a thing of beauty. I don't think many right. players in the world can even compare with a shot like his when he connects perfectly with it. And yeah, he had uh, he put a free kick in, which should have been a goal. It was a beautiful free kick, too. Nobody connected with it, unfortunately. So, yeah, really solid performance. Um, Next up, Mr. Champions League. Uh, (laughs) I think 6.5 for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. He uh, obviously had his goal, which is a penalty, which kind of I understand where the Penaldo comes from now because I swear every time he's on the game sheet is a penalty now. Oh, and can he stop taking free kicks for fuck's sakes? Like, Tell holy shit, man. Like, <laughs> if I got to see another fucking uh, free kick go off the wall into this, like, just stop. <laughs> like, this shit should be done in practice. On, like, I don't know why they can't just tell him. Like, are they afraid to tell him? Like, is it this in should, this, should be, this should be set in stone. This is the free kick, free kick taker. This yeah. is the pen taker. This yeah. is the, that's it, guys. Like, Great. enough with this bullshit. Like, 
six different guys like Dybala on the free kicks and uh-huh. Ronaldo can take the pens because you know he'll probably start crying if you took that away from him and well, he'll probably want to leave so he does take great penalties He's oh he does but if you took great. that away from him then you know it'd be the end of the world yeah. it'd be world war three on twitter Honestly. um but yeah no just you know way too many misses way too many misses yeah, uh, I don't consider the Iguain as, as an assist, even if, if it was given or if it was not given. I don't yeah. consider that as an assist because that back heel was going, like I said, yeah. three rolls out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, and he was lucky that defender was there to bounce it, obviously deflected into Iguain's path. Um, the layoff to Dybala was really, whoa, whoa, what was that? A- anyone <laughs> on the team could have done that. Honestly. Um, and really, his goal was a penalty. So, I mean, yeah. sure, you could say he missed four chances, but he should have scored the four chances. So maybe then I'll give him a higher rating if he scores those four chances. That's what we're paying him for. Now paying him for one goal in four matches. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, it's not good enough. That good. So in four matches, he's worth... Uh, so his one goal is worth $31 million so far. Yeah. But, you know, it's... We we talk about these goals and it's like literally you go you just want to put your head through a wall when you when you see these uh, see these guys going yeah man of the match this uh, all all these uh, Ronaldo fans it's like uh, guys watch the game like yeah you got to produce it's it's not about uh, chances it's about producing so uh, yeah. Douglas Costa. I think six. I think six and a half. I would have given him a seven if he started the way he did, but yeah. I think six and a half for the performance coming off the bench. I really enjoyed his his uh, in energy and in, uh, really kind of shows what we need out of him. Obviously, coming on as a sub, and I think that's going to be vital for him in the future. Yeah, I think he uh, obviously, like as you said, he scored. Dybala scored one minute after Costa came on, which yeah. kind of just showed he immediately injected. Like something we didn't have, and it's just like the pace and just the way he like can pass and link up. Like I think it's really a shame that he gets injured so much because I really do like him as a footballer. I think he could be one of the best wingers in the world if he could stay healthy. Just the way he can dribble, you know, make his link up passes, his like acceleration is incredible. Just yeah, so I would probably go with six and a half too. Uh, Ramsey, I'd have to say same thing. I think he brought a lot. Um... Yeah, I, I liked. I I hope he's the starter. I would like to see, um, yeah, a combination of you know, Rabio, Bentancur, Ramsey, or Pjanic or Matuidi, whoever you got to throw in there as that third. I would say the kind of rotation will be Rabio, Matuidi, and Pjanic. Um, but yeah, no. Hopefully, he gets his legs under him because it seems like uh, he's adding a lot now too, which is nice because you know. It's not that you're just paying for a contract that's going to be at J Medical. You know, you're actually getting a use out of that. So uh, that's I appreciate that. I appreciate that performance. Yeah, he's really good in the box. I think, uh, like you said, it was a fair rating. I'd probably agree with you. Would you put him at a six and a half? I'd agree with that. Yep. Um, yeah, he um, had a decent run out there. And uh, obviously, he did make somewhat of an impact. And I think he's really composed in the box. I think just needs to finish that, uh, that shot he had. And I would have elevated it to maybe a seven. Yeah, exactly. Um, Iguain, I'm going to give him a seven. Um, more of out of respect, I kind of would have given him a six and a half just because, again, yeah. coming on. But I think Iguain really showed. 
I know a lot of people have been on his ass and saying that he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to really help. I actually disagree. I think he's going to be a huge role, a huge key to our success. I think we can put him up there. Um, I think he yep. plays well with the with our key with our top players, um, and a little bit better than let's say uh, you know Douglas Costa or. Um, anyone else as a winger right uh I, th- I think it's gonna add a lot and hopefully he can stay fit obviously he's been through a rough time in his life obviously with his mom's illness um and the whole covid situation but um you know like i said before even with kadira we got to use all these guys so i think this shows that you know he can come on and score and maybe you know let's see if he can start and we'll see what happens with that performance if that ever is a possibility yeah. but um Oh, I think decent job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, decent I'd probably give six and a half if I had to say uh, what a little uh, less uh, praise than you. I think he did come on right away, and he made pretty much an instant, like, right. like contribution. He had like a shot that went wide, but it was a pretty yeah. good shot. He connected on it pretty well, and then a couple minutes later, he ended up did scoring, and it was a fantastic finish off the Ronaldo air quote assist. Yeah. Because it wasn't really assist. But yeah, honestly, I think I agree with you. He can definitely be a contributing player, especially with the fatigue of the uh, time off. But uh, I think his best role is definitely as a substitute. And uh, it's not a permanent solution, as you can see by his number being 21 and not 9. I think the club agrees with that. Right. Um, Muratore obviously was another sub. I'm going to give him a 6. Nothing special. He was just kind of on there. Maybe I could even give him less, but whatever. I'll give him a six just because he's probably going to be the only time he's ever going to wear a Juve jersey. Mm -hmm. And thanks to the club. So, anyways. Six and a half. I actually, uh, when he came on, I saw him make a couple nice passes and uh, he tracked back and uh, made a clearance I liked. That was pretty good, too. So, yeah, obviously he's never had a cap with the senior team before. So, it was nice to see that. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I uh, wish him all the best. Good on. luck in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Gasparini can make uh, another gem out of him. I'm sure if anybody in Italy can, uh, it's Gasparini. That is very true, my friend. Um, how about Sarri? I think for me, Sarri, I'm going to give him six and a half. Because okay. uh, we did see still our, our struggles in the beginning. And again, yeah. I want I want to see a team that really is going to sit on their ass and not do anything the whole game. Like, I'm waiting for this Lazio game to see if we've really learned anything or we're just playing teams that are, you know, pushing at the beginning of matches, obviously making mistakes, and then obviously us taking advantage of their mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I thought Lecce was going to be more of a team that would sit back for the whole game, but they kind of surprised me. Yeah. This next game against Genoa, this is a tough team that we're going to have to play against. So um, let's be ready, boys. But uh, six and a half for me for Sadi. I mean, I could have given him a seven and seven. I think pretty good subs were 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 spot on. Um, So I'll give him credit for that. Um, But yeah, no, just generally, I think initially us struggling kind of uh, was interesting to see. And but I, I guess you could say, well, he made the right changes second half. Obviously, we got the red card, so that helps. But mm-hmm. for me, six and a half. Yeah, I think I'd probably go with a six again. I'm seems like that's the trend so far. I'm being a little more critical than you, but I think uh, it's a pretty basic match for Sadi. And once we got the red card, we pretty much played two thirds the match. Uh, 
with uh, one-man advantage. So I think at that point, Lecce, especially, they seemed like they were playing with a high line and wanted to come at Juve. I think that game plan was over, and it was just a matter of time before they conceded. So, yeah, I think Saudi did make the good changes, like you said. I think realizing Rabiot was doing nothing and to take him off, putting on Costa, I think that's pretty easy substitution, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> didn't use all five subs, obviously. So uh, put on Ramsey, too, which was good. Uh, put on Higuain, which uh, worked out. He ended up scoring. Didn't like that he took off Dybala, but I understand that you're up 3-0. Time to rest the player, or 2-0. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind that. You know, I, like, the, the fact that, like, Dybala consistently gets subbed is what pisses me off. Exactly. Not, exactly. Not the not the fact that you can sub him. Like I don't mind taking the guy off. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, we got to start resting these players, and that's another reason why I almost think that Ronaldo should have come off as well, is because yeah. he's played every game, and you know, again, like this, he, something goes wrong, a guy slides in, you know. Huh. Let's be real, guys. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking in in general as well. You know, if he gets hurt, well, that's a big fucking, you know, loss. And and you can't. We can't risk that. So I think think in general, has been really reliant on Ronaldo so far this season. So like you said, if he goes down, like obviously, I think DiBala has been our best attacker overall. But I think goal contribution wise, we've really made it. You know, Ronaldo has to score in order for us to get on the game sheet, unfortunately. So if he goes we'll, down... We'll, we'll probably If he goes down, we'll probably look better. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's that's also true. Sometimes I almost wish that, but sometimes I'm going to be like, I don't want I don't want to have to deal with that, mm-hmm. him going down. But, you know, sometimes in, in your mind you think, you know, what if, what if they had to do this on their own? But anyways, we'll get into the post-match comments now. Obviously... Sure. Um, Sadi uh, had some comments saying um, they suffered more physically than Abolonia. Um, they struggled to create temple, but the red card allowed Yuvi to take advantage. Kind of common sense. Um, he talked about Iguain obviously having a difficult time with the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, had left a strong mark on him. Little by little, he's settling back into normal, and he was happy that he scored the goal. Uh, for Bentancur, gave us the charge and shock that we needed. Um, Douglas Costa came off the bench uh, because he's an extraordinary weapon in this period and uh, he knows uh, that he has this uh, quality in him and then obviously Benton, the reason why Benton Gore went off was because of some cramps and he didn't want to risk it uh, so he subbed him off smart yeah no you got to make the you got to you got to think about that right this is uh, these games are going to be played in very warm weather Yep, and um, you can't you can't make a mistake because the first team that starts dropping guys, that's gonna that could ruin your season, right? Like I said, some teams can go on big runs, and it'll only take you to uh, lose like two, three players, and then uh, you know you're behind the eight ball of everyone else. So um, obviously, Iguain, I believe, was stopped after the game. Um, he was happy for the victory. The pandemic was a bad period for him. Obviously, his mom's illness. Uh, and out of respect for the club and the fans, he wants to finish the season at his best. So, like I said, it's um, it's been a tough time for him overall. And, um, you know, I was happy he was able to come on, score. And, uh, yeah, no, hopefully we get good use out of him. I mean, we're going to need everybody. So, uh, let's see what happens. Uh, what, your thoughts on the comments, obviously, after the game? 
Yeah, so I think they're pretty much all bang on. Like you said, obviously, Bentoncourt had the injury, so it makes sense uh, he were to come off not to risk it. We can't afford to lose our best midfielder of the season. I think Sadi realizes that too, so he uh, took him off. And Cost, obviously, is the super sub-definition since he literally is like the flash. He comes on, he injects speed into our team, so that was a perfect sub. And, yeah, overall, I agree with Higuain too about... uh, It'd be a tough time for him, so I understand why maybe some of the performances were as they were. But yeah, overall, hopefully going forward, he can be a contributing player again. Yes, and uh, let's take a little look at the uh, the next game coming up. Obviously, Juve Genoa at the Luigi Ferraris. Uh, obviously, it's going to be twelve forty five Pacific, three forty five Eastern time across North that America tomorrow. Yes, that is tomorrow. And Joe tried to throw me off, but it is tomorrow. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. For for me, anyways, 345. Yes. Um, and, you know, another big test. This is a team that gives us a lot of problems, has given us problems in the past. Always. Um, and, yeah, we need to get another, you know, get keep racking up these wins. We have about four. There's about four games that we said we had. The first game against Bologna, obviously then against Lecce, now against Genoa, and the last game, kind of that's, you know, this kind of four-game warm-up period, you could say, is the Derby della Molle against Torino. Yep. And I think these four games are crucial. If we can get four Ws out of this, then we kind of go into our uh, the gauntlet, if you want to call it, <laughs> uh, where we play, obviously, Atalanta, Milan, uh, and Lazio. Lazio, yeah. In a in a handful of uh, weeks, so <laughs> it's de- yeah exactly it definitely uh, is going to be uh, a, a must win um, obviously because now these teams uh, even though they're given penalties that you know we get bitched about every <laughs> other season uh, they're still ca- they're still <laughs> yeah they're still caught up with us so I mean four points is not a huge gap. Um, Let's see what happens. I don't think uh, there's any other big matchups. Let me just check that to keep you guys informed. Uh, obviously, Lazio plays Torino before we play tomorrow. So yep. keep it locked on that one. That's a big fixture. Hopefully our crosstown rival can uh, maybe give us a little bit of help. Do us a favor. Exactly. Um, and Inter plays, Merda plays Brescia on July 1st. Um, and that's really, oh, and Atalanta Napoli. So big game on Thursday guys. Um, and yeah, then it's, uh, July 4th, obviously Derby de la Volle, Juve versus Torino and Lazio Milan that same day. So another big, big week ahead of us. So, Oh yeah. Let's uh, let's see how that goes, but yeah, like you said, what any any thoughts about this game? You know, kind of the you know generic s- slow uh, slogans and phrases that I that I put out, obviously. But um, I th- I think Genoa will sit back. We'll see how they how yeah. it how it works out in the end. Obviously, I'll get a little bit more into it with the uh, preview uh, that you'll be hearing, obviously, on the n- the next podcast, guys. But. With the guy Joe, the absolute legend, Joe Cappuccino, coming on himself, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, what do you think, man? What do you think about this next game? Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think I'm a little uh, 
intrigued to see uh, how Romero plays. I think no one's really talked about him. Obviously, our uh, loney there, Christian Romero, the center back. I think he's been pretty solid, all the criticism he got, so I'd like to see how he's going to play. And obviously, Padin's very solid in the, uh, in the net there, our old keeper. But yeah, other than that, I do expect them to sit back. Like you said, I've kind of been seeing they're going to play with a 3-5-2 uh, from what I've seen. So, uh, okay. so counter attack. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be uh, switching between attack and uh, obviously their wing backs and dropping back. So I guess we'll see. But uh, honestly, I think it'd go either way. And I guess uh, if I had to guess, Juve is going to start slow and Genoa is going to start on top. And Pandev, uh, obviously, he's getting up there. But uh, he, we've seen him score against us before. So I'd be a little concerned about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's move into question time. Now, there's only a couple questions. Obviously, because this podcast was uh, had to uh, move, um, but besides that, um, does Bernardeschi need glasses? Riyad, obviously, <laughs> grazie from the WhatsApp group. But yeah, fuck, tell me about it. Honestly, fuck, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Yuvi's got a pretty good benefits package. Come on, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> oh, and actually, I forgot one thing. You were you brought up a great point on Twitter. Actually, you showed the. Uh, I believe it was, what, the top 11 of the last round? And everyone's been talking shit and saying, oh, yeah, Christian Romero, he's not playing that great. Uh-huh. No, he was in the top 11 of yeah. the week. Like, yeah. what are you guys talking about, man? Like, hit us literally. And that's going to be another nice Plus Valenza pickup for us probably in the coming weeks. So I don't think he's ever going to wear a Juve shirt. And if he does, it's going to be for five minutes like Caldata, which I'm still not over. But <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's... It's getting ridiculous, but honestly, man, these things are killing me. But I hope, anyways, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that's gonna be another one that's gone. You're right. You were saying that to me on Sunday night last night. I remember. (laughs) You know how much money we gotta make up? Like, obviously, they did a lot with the salaries, and obviously with this pianage, but they were down like 120 million from what they were reporting. That was a few weeks ago. Um, I don't think anyone really understands how hard it is to pay. Like Ronaldo, sixty million in gross wages. <laughs> it's extremely taxing on the club when, like, you have a player like that who's making like six, seven times the salary of anybody else. Like, imagine we just offload that salary, right? Well, like I said, I said this every, I say this every time, man. If you look at the the financials, our costs almost went up almost exactly <laughs> to the degree that our uh, our revenues went up. So really. Your gain is very minimal. Minimal. Oh, yeah. Okay? And it almost hurts you in the long run because if you're, if, if let's say a COVID happens and your revenues fall out from under you, exactly, your yeah. costs are pretty much going to be staying the same or going higher. So <laughs> there you go. There, there's your answer. But um, yeah, no, I still don't get how we think that a 30 million, like, I mean, okay, if he was making 10 or 15 million, fine. I won't say a word. That's that's a good deal, but thirty million net, man. It's crazy. It's it's an astronomical number. I don't think people really understand how big of a number it is, especially for a team like Juve. So oh, and then they wonder why, like, oh yeah, why are we always doing the shuffles? Why are we getting rid of players like this? Why we have to? It's like you got no choice. You have no choice. And these guys, like I've said, they could be keys to you winning, and you're just throwing the shit away because. We thought we needed one guy to win. We bet on one guy to win, and yeah, it obviously hasn't worked. 
I don't want to turn in this me turning into an anti-Ronaldo spew. Obviously, I can do that, but I think just logically speaking, like you <laughs> next said, next podcast, next podcast. Yeah, if you want to have a why Ronaldo should be sold podcast, have me on for that, and I'll have fifty we'll, we'll, points. We'll bring we'll bring on uh, CR7 rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure uh, you can get me to debate him. I'd love to see what he's got to bring up. But no, yeah, like I said, I don't want to turn into a hate, but I just think a lot of our problems could be solved if we never brought him on. But then again, we wouldn't have a, I know we've grown exponentially on social media and obviously the brand deals and sponsorships we brought in, especially with Adidas. We obviously inked the 50 million a season like two years ago after we signed him. I think he's a big part of that. But just, yeah, with this 30 million net wages, imagine that we could pay like a top class right back. We could pay another two top-class midfield, definitely another striker, you know, and we'd still probably have a little bit left over. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's where for my sure. hate mostly stems from, and especially if you want to look at the, like, results. I know he's, like, almost scored 30 goals, but, you know, you got 10 of them are penalties and the rest of them aren't against great teams. Obviously, the Atletico game was phenomenal performance, but other than that, I don't know if it's justified. Right, right. And um, last question here is Pjanic the goat. Barco, what are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe two year, two three years ago, you know, he he was top five, maybe, but uh, not yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, and um, you know, obviously joking aside, um, I think he's done a hell of a lot for our team. Um, he's been, like you said, probably the backbone of the midfield for a good chunk of his years here. Obviously, the last two, I find, kind of. Uh, maybe partially an Allegri problem, obviously yeah. play having to play him every game. Um, and obviously, you know, now it just doesn't seem like it's working. Um, but, you know, I want to thank him for uh, everything he's contributed. Mm-hmm. He's been a consummate pos- professional, even though obviously fans like myself have got on him at times. Um, but uh, I can only, you know, say, you know, it's been a hell of a success with him here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, been to a Champions League final with him. Obviously, won, what is it, five Scudetti? Three or four Scudetti? I think he won three. This will be his fourth. Three. So, four this year. Um, four that's inc- I forget. That's an incredible achievement. And, uh, yeah, nothing but the best for him. Good luck. Hopefully, um Hopefully he's able to move to a different team like Barcelona, obviously, and and you know turn things around. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I gotta say. But um, yeah, I I agree with that. I, I'd like to wish him the best of luck as well. I think he's been obviously, like I said, the first two three years we had him, he was one of the best midfielders in the world. I think it was undebatable. We scooped him up from Roma there after Pogba departed, and. Uh, Obviously, I was pretty devastated when Pogba left, and uh, he didn't fill the void completely, but he definitely was a lot better than I think most people expected. He really showed up people. He came in as this technical guy from Roma, and uh, what would we pay? His release clause was like 35 million euros, so I think now we can kind of all unanimously agree it was an absolute steal for what we paid for him. He was incredible for those years, and yeah, I don't know what happened the past two, but... Definitely his performance has gone down. And I think uh, he looked really deflated when he got his free kicks taken away from him. I think maybe that's the underlying thing personally that affected him. I think he looked really deflated when he wasn't able to take the free kicks because, you know, the season before him and Dybala were incredible at taking free kicks together. It was like 
and fourth goal, 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 right? So yeah, oh yeah. I think maybe that deflated him too a little bit, but you know, just overall, I think he's getting up there in age, and not every player ages gracefully. So I'm glad we could offload him before we could tarnish his reputation too much for us. Because for me, I'll always remember him as a uh, one of our best midfielders we've had. Obviously, not legend category, but uh, definitely one of the uh, great ones. Right, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, as we're just kind of rounding out the end of the pod, uh, is there anything you wanted to talk about in particular? Get off your chest. Um, yeah. Anything? Yeah. Anything you want to finish up with? Yeah, I don't know. I was just gonna, I guess, kind of ask you, what do you think uh, we need really moving forward to address in the transfer window? Is there anything you'd like to see, or a player in particular you'd like us to buy or swap for, whatever we're gonna work it out to be? It's funny, all the players that I ask for, we never get. So you're probably asking this question that me is meaningless because <laughs> you won't see anyone. So hopefully, uh, no, for me, it's just, you know, building. Mm-hmm. I like smart decisions. I like, obviously, young pickups. I like, posi- obviously, positional pickups that we need. I'm pretty pragmatic. I'm the allegory of making moves. <laughs> we got to make the right moves. That's it. Um, you know, and everyone's like, Everyone tells me, like, oh, uh, PlayStation, oh, FIFA mindset, this isn't this. Yeah. I could, oh, you know what? I agree with you. You're 100%. But there's also people that are getting paid millions that still make glaring fuck-ups and still not address (laughs) issues that, that, so really, I mean, uh, in terms of education, you know, you look at Paratici. You know, it's not like the guy was university educated. I'm not saying that's something that <laughs> you need or you don't need. But, yeah. I mean, I'm a fucking engineer, bitch. Like, <laughs> uh, don't come at me with this, like, oh, what do you know? And, like, acting like his job is, like, rocket science. It, it, it sure ain't. I'll tell you that for, for, <laughs> for one thing. But, no, for me, again, I'll say it again. We got our tour now. Let's hope we can get another piece in the mid because I th- I think you always got to build. Yeah. You, you still you still it's not a hundred percent that midfield, and when you need uh, you look at the great teams that have won. The, if it wasn't a great midfield, it was a very cohesive midfield. Uh-huh. We don't have enough time to get a cohesive midfield because if you look at, at uh, uh, Liverpool, they took four years. You look at yeah. Ma- you look at Real Madrid, stellar midfield. You look at Barcelona, the great Barcelona, stellar midfield. Mm-hmm. So I think we could use one more, barring that Arthur turns out and is like top level. Yeah. Again, barring that happening. So that's a little asterisk for right now. We're going to need one more top midfield, I think, which mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get. So I think I would like Pogba. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be very difficult to get him. So that's why I probably don't think it's going to happen because. I don't know if they're going to want our players or not. And mm-hmm. again, we've talked about financials a million times. It's going to be difficult. Yep. Then fullbacks. I like keeping Alexander. I think it's a smart move. I think you bring back if it's possible because I know they're, I think they just extended it to the end of the season, which was dumb if they had an option to bring uh, Luca Pellegrini back. Yeah. Um, they did in the winter, yeah. Well, no, no. I think they were just talking about now because they extended it the end of the season, technically end of june right so oh, i think i think they just they, they re-upped it to the end of the end of this year now end of uh, august i didn't see that part no um so i think that was kind of dumb if they had the option to bring him back mm-hmm. um 
but who knows with right maybe because we're in the same season he wouldn't be allowed to play i, I don't know yeah, about I don't, that about yeah. that technicality but it's really def- weird definitely obviously so we kind of have the left and i think the right you got to look at the right now yep. there's probably lots of options but it's going to be it's going to be expensive you know, I talk about fullbacks a lot, and that's why I don't want to get rid of Alexandro because he's competent enough that I would say he's probably top 10 in the world. Yeah. And you're not going to get for 40 million what we paid him. I know a lot of people were saying Alex Tellis and stuff like that. They That was a steal at 25 million. Yeah, it was a steal, but, you know, it's too late. You know, Juve probably didn't have the 25 million even to give him at the time. <laughs> so uh, stuff like that. You know, Talia Fico again left. I don't know if he can play right back. Um, mm-hmm. but I think there's lots of options out there, and like I said, we have people that are making millions, uh, that are doing this for a living that should be able to get a, a decent right back, you know. Yeah, you know, obviously, you'll have Danilo as like your backup, yeah. Um, and then who knows, maybe that means Quadrado has to go, maybe that means Bernardeschi obviously has to go, I think. Yeah. Um, but then you're gonna start after clearing up those right wings because we don't have enough position. Uh, uh, coming in too so exactly he- so we got to start moving we got to start moving pieces so mm-hmm. that's it for me man like i said pretty pretty pragmatic i, I mean yeah. we need to fix the issues we have if yeah, right. i if i got a flat tower a flat tire i gotta i gotta i gotta get a new tire i don't gotta get a new transmission because <laughs> yeah. it's available you know what I'm saying? It's uh, you. You got to fix what the, the the broken pieces. You know, it's and we've had that for like five years, so it's time really for us to get our shit together, and then let's see what happens, right? Let's see what happens. There's opportunities this year. There's opportunities next year with Pogba. Obviously, I think that's maybe more of the possibility. And thank, I can't remember who reminded me that that obviously his contract is up. But yeah, I, think that, I think that's a bigger possibility right there. Um, then for him, he gets to play out his contract. And no, probably <laughs> the scenes, man. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine. Not only did we take him from United once, but twice. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But, uh, yeah, let's hope for that. But um, anyways, so something I like to do here, obviously, Alostadio at Torino. Um, but unfortunately... Uh, you've never been, so that's not a big deal. Um, Fortunately, kinda, not. Hopefully, one day. Yeah, man, do it. It's a hell of a like. You know, I did it as a yeah. kind of a university trip, right? Mid university. Oh, cool. Um, so it was definitely a hell of a time. Uh, obviously, you've heard my stories on it, but um, definitely uh, do it if you're if you're thinking about it. Obviously save up some money guys we're uh or if you're okay. if you're working now and no one can go to the stadium now anyways so you know just put a little bit of money aside every month or whatever you know giving financial advice here at the back to black and white podcast yeah. but um you know put a little bit of money aside and you know enjoy because it's it's one hell of a ride um even just being there i know people have talked about the experience now and not being as the same but you know if you've never been, you know, it's uh, uh, sure it's still special. Uh, special moment, exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. Special moment. And um, But anyways, uh, enough of uh, that. Uh, memorable Juve moments for you. Uh, yeah, okay. Big love. 
<laughs> so yeah, obviously, like you said, I've never really gone to the stadium to see a match live or anything. So the best I've kind of done is just watched it on TV, unfortunately. But yeah, I guess my most memorable moment was probably our uh, that first leg against Barcelona in the Champions League. What was it in 2008-17, I believe, right? Yes. I think that was just super memorable. Obviously, that was kind of like after like a year that I really started following football again. So I was watching that with my buddies and we kind of just went to like one of my buddies' house to watch it. And yeah, I was like, Dybala was, his double was incredible. And uh, he was one of my favorite players then too, even like not as much as now, but definitely it was a great game overall. And all my friends really uh, told me, they were like, oh, Juve is going to get destroyed by Barca. Barca's this, you know, Messi's so great. And then, you know, we just went in there and completely took a massive, you know, dump right on their head. You know, we held Messi to no goals and we kept a clean sheet against, like, you know, Barcelona kind of in its peak. Barcelona, right. you know, two years after losing the final, it was kind of like another FU, right, to them after that and knocking them out. Yeah, so, some redemption, you know, definitely. Yeah, Danny Alves, obviously, against his former club. I <laughs> had a pretty decent match uh, picking up a yellow card. Obviously, I remember that, <laughs> but... uh no, yeah, yeah, I know. The most That's... memorable experience because, uh, yeah, I just really liked, especially here in Canada, you know, football's not that big. So, you know, people think of Real Madrid and Barcelona as the two clubs and nobody really knows who Juve is. So Juve going in there completely outclassing Barcelona in every aspect and keeping a clean sheet against them, you know, is really memorable for me. Yeah, yeah no, I think uh, that was a great day to be a Dybala fan. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Um... Yeah, that was unbelievable, and you know, as much as we losing the final of them was yeah, was, was, was horrible, um, but you know, I definitely uh, was able to give a nice fu to a couple of Barca fans that oh. I went to university with. So, yeah, thanks Juve for that because you know <laughs> we don't get to do it a lot. You know, you know yeah. when you lose those finals, that's what they think. There's a lot of answering you have to do as a fan, exactly, and. Um, you know, if you're a newer fan or if you're a Ronaldo fan, you know, be grateful that you were able to, you know, you know, watch a player that was on such a great team and that uh, was able to do the things they were to do. Because, you know, on the other side of the coin, there's other teams that, you know, maybe not get that rub of the, the green as much as a certain two clubs in Spain get uh, <laughs> in knockout games. So... Uh, I think it's, you know, for, for Juve fans, it's, you know, being able to, and, and I've kind of gotten in a habit of, uh, you know, we talk, there's a lot of fans out there that they, they bring up like the Atletico comeback as if, as if yeah. we got a medal for it. <laughs> and it really pisses me off. And don't get me wrong. Like, I like appreciating our wins. I get that. But, you know, the whole, you know, theme of that season was just garbage. Yeah, just garbage, and yep. to and to squawk around like it's a like it's a trophy, like we're putting it on the wall, you know. And like, don't get me wrong, if you want to shit talk, maybe it's because maybe I like Atletico Madrid. You know, they're kind of like my second team. They're kind of uh, like Juve of Spain, I guess. So I understand. Yeah, so maybe that's why it gets to me a little bit more. And like when I see that video of those stupid fans talking shit, yeah. but you know, and then and then their team put on a fucking shithole of a performance uh, on the field and just allowed us to come in and just do whatever the fuck we wanted. But anyways, um, like, 
to I, I I don't get that like this this fascination with a I don't know maybe it's just to defend Allegri's honor but I mean to me it's like what are we celebrating for it's 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 a a court what was it round of sixteen yeah quarterfinal or something quarterfinal or round yeah round of sixteen knockout comeback this is what we're celebrating but so yeah. that's where I, it gets to me it's like no Juve we celebrate trophies we don't celebrate uh medio and then going out to ix <laughs> you know that, what i mean that was embarrassing like you know, beyond embarrassing so it's like you know and they and then people were like yeah we were actually looking good against ix and i go yeah what game were you watching they could have had like six goals in the second leg embarrassing the way no. they were the way they were playing free oh and openly like that just driving down our throats every other every other possession and the uh, right in our face that was really uh <laughs> really something to see yeah it's it's crazy my friend but um yeah man uh thanks for coming on um appreciate I, you having me i'm thankful you waited i know i put you through the ringer the past week and rescheduling and uh i'm surprised you didn't tell me off but i appreciate nah, no worries you man no worries i got all the time in the world <laughs> but uh yeah i know it's just it's uh you know good times right like uh again anybody wants to come on just give me a dm and we'll we'll set something up uh i know everybody's got busy lives i totally understand and you know albert uh i'll definitely have to get him back on i feel so bad about you know what happened and it was kind of the i guess you know you live and you learn to happen on the on my 27th birthday i guess it's not starting off the right way but you know i just smiled that whole day and um it was like uh it was surreal because i was i was laughing you know you know when you're like you're embarrassed but you're just like you just laugh at at it (laughs) yeah it was pretty much like that i was like you gotta be kidding me but you know hopefully that's the first and hopefully that's the last um i do see the i do see the red circle so this is recording um and you know (laughs) just some close obviously follow um your pay your twitter account i think you post some very um you know insightful stuff i think you also post some controversial stuff i think you also try and get under fan skin but you know yeah, it's fun that's it's fun man account. it's You're fun love um me hate me there's no in between exactly so you know it's just all love and if you guys can't handle it then you know don't follow them and go get a tissue and cry about it but uh <laughs> yeah, i mean no. it's literally that's what it is you know it's, people get a little bit too serious and get a little bit too yeah. involved uh, on on these uh, on these things. And I think if that's the case, do what I've done: step back, mm-hmm. leave the Twitter alone for a few days, and then yeah. come back when you're ready to go. But um, but anyways, guys, obviously um, you'll find all the details to where you can find this podcast on Twitter when I release it. Uh, obviously, it's at Juventinita D A L on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. And, uh, yeah, I know they, uh, they come out a little bit different times. Some are quicker than the others just based on the, the protocol of the feed. But, uh, yeah, they this will definitely be up tonight, uh, God willing, that all this, <laughs> you know, I find the processing is what's taking me the longest and just to get it into an MP4 file. But... That's not that your is- problem. It's definitely mine. But um, yeah, no, definitely uh, keep it posted. I think we're going to be doing a kind of a trilogy tonight of podcasts. So 
it's not the end for me. But um, again, keep it pull, keep uh, keep it locked on Twitter. You'll find out when this comes out and where to where to get it. And again, guys, like I said, um, if you could please subscribe on on the YouTube channel, it definitely helps me a lot. Um, and then, yeah, just you know, if you guys can retweet it, spread it around, get some new followers. Obviously, then to get some new guests. And just hearing some great stories. So, um, again, uh, Mr. Juve Club, thank you for coming on. And uh, well, Thanks again for having me. I'll definitely have you on in the future. Um, and okay. as always, stay tuned. And as always, fino alla fine, forza Juventus. Ciao. Bye.